Yep. 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 Let's get it. Welcome to Inspiring Cock Tracks. We ventilate sports and ramrod a double dose of basketball <laughs> down your throat. <laughs> With fleeting time to strike a deal, we are your hosts, Mr. Big Snack himself, the malicious marauder, B Minor, the loquacious legend, Wee Little Snack, Pen Pen Pennington, <laughs> lastly, the one and only, the tenacious travesty, Dark Daddy. Open your ears because sports talk is afoot. Let's get it. Take it away, B Minor. What an hours. opening. 14 hours it took him to come up with this. <laughs> <laughs> what an opening. Two full days of work. I got to I got to give you props, man. I got to be props. a salesman. That was you a like good it? one. That you was like a good it? one. I like that opening. It's a dangerous one. It was better than the Rajan Kajan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rajan Kajan. <laughs> <laughs> please pronounce for <laughs> Yes, it's on. it's on. Oh, all right. Jesus. Okay, so... I see a light on the cam. <laughs> or the microphone. Okay. So welcome to Expiring Contracts. Today we're going to talk about uh, some conspiracies that we all enjoy. Um, obviously, the Super Bowl happened yesterday, so we are going to be talking a little about the Super Bowl and then finishing it off with some trades because there's been a couple trades so far and... We're leading up to the trade deadline on uh, Thursday. on Thursday, which is the seventh, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So before we get started, I did want to give a little shout out to my fiance Taylor. Today is our two year anniversary. So <laughs> for those of you who can't see us, which is everybody, that's me pretending to be fully asleep. And I'm trying to be a good fiance, so shove it. And I probably have kidney stones. <laughs> yeah. Or gets to gets to where we record and goes. I had a shooting pain in the car. <laughs> I had to stop. <laughs> rubbed it out. Gets here, goes to the bathroom, goes. Well, I definitely peed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So starting it off, um, we've had we've experienced some pretty crazy weather That's over the past four days. <laughs> um, in we're in the metro Detroit area in Michigan, and we experienced negative 20 degrees four days ago. And then today, that was the wind chill was yeah. negative 40. So wind chill negative 40, air temp was negative 20. And then today we're looking at 50 degrees. So that's uh, air temp. We're looking at a 70 degree change in, in the temperature. And that's mind-boggling. If, if, if this was in the summer, we're looking at it was 120 one day and then 50 degrees the next day. People would be freaking out. You know, we obviously enjoy it here because it went from freezing cold to now a, a much more moderate temperature. But it, it kind of had me thinking about uh, there's no way that you can deny that global climate change is real now. Okay. It's 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 real and whatever you can try and convince me, but I won't be convinced. 
Mother Earth is sick, and we're the parasites. <laughs> so, obviously, glo- the the climate change has been a kind of a hot topic, conspiracy, pseudo conspiracy, uh, depending on what you believe. Um, but I kind of wanted to hear what your guys's favorite conspiracy theories are. Ooh. You know, I'll I'll start it off and go. You know, I, I'm a big time <laughs> alien believer. You know, Ancient Aliens is is a top-notch show, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really bad show. (laughs) And I'm fully convinced that not only have aliens been to this Earth, but they're still living on here and they're controlling... um, The government. Not the government, (laughs) but the way that society is um, moving forward. (laughs) It's really hard to believe Ancient Aliens because of that, that... one weirdo they have on every single time. <laughs> yeah, the, the like, mean the, guy. The, what's his you, name? It's like Chris Sukulos. <laughs> yeah, Sukulos or whatever. You just can't take it seriously based on how that guy looks. <laughs> I'm the actor. That dude's a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> so we should even more take his opinion into account if he's the real deal. Yeah, he's trolling us. I think it's all. I think they're just... Misdirection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, I won't deny that there's some things that they're kind of like really stretching to to make ends meet but there's they make some good points and i'm fully convinced that there's aliens living here on earth and just abducting us and putting anal probes in us you guys sexual real quick brian just wants to get anally probed that's why it's a scary I wish someone would take me. <laughs> He's like laying in his bed and hears something in the room and then just like bends over real quick. Just go ahead. I, I trade for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Wait, my, take me to the mothership. <laughs> what's my favorite? What's your favorite? Oh, I like lizard men. The lizard, oh, the lizard people. So it's it's kind of like the concept that Brian just this mentioned. One. The aliens control the government. They actually have uh, lizard men who can like morph into into human looking creatures. George Bush is actually one of them. <laughs> Not only him, but the Queen of England, the reptilians. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look closely, there's video footage of their eyes changing in the middle of like news broadcasts look it up google search it or youtube it and you'll see a bunch of uh pictures of celebrities and people in the government their eyes and faces change if, if you could find a video tweet tweet our uh yeah, tweet our, our, our will, twitter handle sure. I, I, I gotta also, see this the richard Ike. another one i really <laughs> like is where uh the government like um Take celebrities and brainwashes them. No, they clone them. Yeah, they clone, they, they clone them? celebrities. Well, what's it called? It's something K thirty or uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's. Uh, I don't know what it's called. But they like they clone celebrities. Yeah, there's one of Jalen Rose. He's just standing <laughs> no, there. No, no, that's the robot. Where they yeah. say they replace him with robots. <laughs> yeah, and the YouTube video shows him like looking down on the thing, and he's just literally stone face. <laughs> And then the guy is taking a video of the video with his phone. He goes, man, he's malfunctioning. (laughs) That's how the conspiracy got started. Because one guy thought Jalen Rose looked like a robot. Five minutes. (laughs) Oh, I got to look up that name. I'm going to look it up now while you say yours. 
my favorite conspiracy or the one that I wish was true. Well, give us both. My favorite one is probably the the most like plausible one. I think is the moon landing one. Yeah, I don't necessarily subscribe to it, but I could see. I can. I can see how that. Would I, be. I see where they're coming. Have you ever from, seen them but... when they come back and they have a press conference, <clears throat> like of the like Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong and the third guy, and they li- they put them on the podium. They literally look. They all look terrible. Like they look so guilty. And like, no, because they saw aliens on the moon, man. <laughs> yeah, they saw aliens That's on if the moon. They went to the moon. They they were doing that in the downstage. In like no, Santa Monica. They saw aliens <laughs> on the moon, and that's why they're terrified. That's a good one. The best one by far, though, is the JFK one. That's the most. That's probably oh, the, the second best shooter. One. Yeah, Grassy Knoll. Yeah, like people got involved. I mean, that, he was definitely assassinated by someone else. Yeah, the, you know the, the one government that's crazy? though. Did the government assassinate him? So obviously it's Black History Month because it's February. The Martin Luther King assassination. That's real crazy. Have you ever looked into that shit? No. Oh, dude. So, like, the James Earl Ray was, like, a complete, like, petty criminal, like, total, like, just a loser, basically a loser, like, six months before the assassination, cleans his life up, like, gets an exorbitant amount of, like, cash, mm-hmm. goes to Europe for, like, a long time, then comes back and, like, three weeks later, kills MLK. Just look into that. That's wow. the one that's, Whoa. like, even his brother was like, hey, there's no way. So, that's, that's you think he was brainwashed? I don't think he was brainwashed. I think someone got to him and was like, all right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to do this. Same with Oswald. Oswald's pretty crazy. Yeah. Those are my, those are probably, the moon landing, JFK, MLK. Those probably the, the most three. probable. Yeah, those are the top three most believable. The one I was talking about earlier was Project MK Ultra. Oh yeah, the well that it's, was real. It's called the CIA Mind Control. Yeah, program. That, that's not a conspiracy. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real they program. They used to dose people with like LSD with LSD and be like, "All right, let's watch what happens." <laughs> yeah, did you you didn't know that? No, there's yeah, a whole documentary a on Netflix Damn. called "The Wormwood" about this dude, this uh, military contractor, military scientist who they were dosing with LSD and then. Basically, they mur- they murdered him. They threw him out of a window because he couldn't keep his shit together. Oh my god! On LSD, yeah, it's crazy. That's a real one. Yeah, yeah, they were doing that shit all the time. Damn. Well, they thought yeah. LSD could lead to mind control. Yes. Yeah, oh. they so were. that so they were they were LSD. What? I, 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 I tried to make it sound like those British guys. <laughs> you just said LSD. LSD. Terrible. That's like my Brazilian accent last night. Yeah. To, Brian and I were watching the Super Bowl and I was trying to be Giselle. Like, oh, oh. So she sounded Jamaican. So I was like, they're so Jamaican. Because I, I don't know what Brazilian people sound like. Um, LSD. Do a Portuguese accent. Man. I don't know. How to do do a Portuguese accent. I don't know how to do Portuguese. I can definitely do Indian. No, you can't. Do not do that. Let's not do. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Come on, I, I, I'm gonna get that Liverpool accent down. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> LSD. You can't LSD. even say Liverpool right. Liverpool. It's Liverpool. LSD. <laughs> That's those. But those two are my favorite conspiracies. All sports right. conspiracies, different road. Yeah. And we'll hit sports conspiracies at a. We're gonna dip. do a whole episode. Yeah. On Not a whole episode. I'm down. We're gonna do a whole. I'm down for it. We could do three hours on just the Patrick Ewing. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's 
there's about to be a new one. <laughs> yes. With the Knicks get Zion. Yeah. Conspiracy. Oh, and traded to New Orleans. What? Oh, yeah. They're going to get Zion, and then they're going to trade Zion to New Orleans. Why? For Davis. What? That's a good conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, the Knicks are going to win okay, the lottery. Okay, we'll go into that a different day. And they'll trade the number one pick for Davis. We'll, we'll go into that a different day. We'll hit it. We'll hit that up later. Let's dive into the Super Bowl. So before we get started, no. Tharp, did you watch the Super Bowl? Don't no, I didn't. <laughs> I was about to say don't, don't you fucking lie and say that you did. God, I did me. not, but I heard it was a snoozer. It was. It it was a snoozer. It, it was a sleeper. Here's here's what I'll say about it. It was a really good game. If the game that you like is a very schematic proficient game along with solid defense and very very good planning. It wasn't at a low scoring game. The yes, low scoring like a like a defensive times. a defensive game would you say? I wouldn't necessarily say <laughs> defensive game because both quarterbacks <laughs> played terrible. <laughs> no, but it wasn't defensive. And just cuz foot thinks that you're right about that. Who doesn't It was a low scoring defensive game. It wasn't a defensive game. Modern day NFL where offense is king. It was a defensive <laughs> Shut up. Super Bowl. Hey, did you watch the game? No. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> I knew you would. It's such a bad product, the NFL. Well, I watched the game, obviously. I, it just... Okay, so if you look at Brady and Goff's stat lines, they're both terrible. They both played awful. Yeah. Like, they won kind of hiding Brady's poor play. Mm-hmm. The Patriots did. But it just felt like neither teams really deserved to be there. Like, if, if D. Ford isn't offsides by five yards, like, we get either Chiefs or Rams, that's a better game. Or if we get Saints-Chiefs, which is probably what we should have had, that's, a, that's such a better Super Bowl. I, but, I, I like, we were saying, yeah. I mean, defensively, was it a good game? Yeah, I guess. I talked to my dad, and he was like, I was like, man, that Super Bowl is a stinker. He goes, that's one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a long time. I was like, Jesus, you're old, man. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're living for these days, then I guess. But it just, it, it really proves that probably Belichick, like we all knew, could win Super Bowls without Tom Brady. Yeah. And at this point, he's really masking, like, a lot of the, you know. He sho- the, he's showing that... He is the X factor in the yeah. Brady Belichick. I just think like if you're like if you're Bill, you're like okay, like I, that's that that one's that's my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the one that I get yeah. because that was all coaching, and the way that they totally and you know they took the Rams' offense completely off, and Goff looked way scared. He did way scared, and I think McVay took a hit too. Like, the one thing that was working a little bit was the no huddle when the Rams were cooking a little bit, a little bit. And Goff finally started to get comfortable, and they just stopped doing it, and he went back to looking like yeah. a deer in headlights. Mm-hmm. That and no Gurley. Like, Gurley had, like, 10 rushes. If that, if even 10. 35 yards. Yeah. I mean, it was it, – that's crazy. So, obviously, he's hurt. It, it's, it's I just mean, you hope so. You hope that yeah. he's hurt. He keeps yeah. saying that he's fine. but Unless you... it's like a Malcolm Butler thing where they're just not going to him. Yeah, I I don't think that's it. I think he's hurt. Like if it comes out and he 
probably got torn meniscus or something like that. Like I, I you're right. I hope I hope that's what it is because he's a great player. But even even like earlier in the week, they were like Goff was like, oh, I just can't can't believe we're in the Super Bowl. Like it doesn't feel real. Same with same with Gurley. Gurley's like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's a huge game. Yeah, dude, if it's just another football game. Just go fucking play. Mm-hmm. Like you you can't go into thinking like, oh shit, we're playing in the Super Bowl. Like you know you're losing. Because yeah, golf just couldn't get out of the the, the mentality of uh, yeah. He just like that Super Bowl shock. Their, their, pass, trying to... their pass protection was awful. <clears throat> yeah, all night. And I mean, he missed throws too. And you know, Cooks almost had two touchdowns. Like, couldn't find him. Yeah, but he him. he was he was really well covered. They just they missed but... Cooper Cup like crazy. Yeah, it's just bananas. Like they couldn't they couldn't get a pass over thirty yards besides the one that he got the two feet down. It didn't look legit. He didn't get two feet. Down. Yeah, it's a tough <laughs> one. But I mean, they got the snap up. But I just think McVay got totally outcoached, and his stock really took a hit. He admitted as much. Yeah, I mean, it was just a poor, poor, poorly coached game, and it was wasn't a great watch. And the Super Bowl halftime show was poop. Besides the SpongeBob clip, and then like Big Boy was cool. But well, to be honest, I didn't think it was poop. Uh, there's been a lot worse. Crazy. I thought it was very just middle of the road, yeah, it was pretty forgettable. Yeah. Nothing really stood out Which except is what big like, boys. No, we were talking about it during that, like you could have had all these great Atlanta-based rappers, and it would have been awesome. Like, yeah. It could have been so fucking cool. I would have seen. Then they're like, I just, nah, we'll just get Maroon Five. <laughs> and everyone's like, ah, well. Well, they're going for mass appeal. You have to go for mass appeal when yeah, you have this many shit. people. Yeah, but people like like. Obviously, we now know that 21 Savage is not from Atlanta because apparently he's from the UK, but uh, you, you could have a bunch of those guys. It would have been awesome. Yeah, but the it's not mass appeal. It's mass appeal for our age I just think, in well, the 20 right, to 30 this, range. I think that but, everyone's going to bitch about the halftime show. Yeah. Unless you got to get someone like way past their prime that people are like, oh, they're still pretty good. Like, Get Bruce Springsteen or get like the Rolling Stones. I'll like, take the Rolling Stones. And Fuck like, Bruce Springsteen. Man. Fuck them both. Yeah, but that's the only one where people wouldn't bitch. I mean, they complain about Prince, for God's sake, you know? I think the Super Bowl shows how poor the NFL product is. Because you have a situation where the best teams are not going to the finals because of the any given Sunday bullshit. So any team could win at any point in time. And because there's only one game, I mean, you, Don't you really get can't... get started on this. cannot determine who's better in one game. The... the the less of the two may get lucky and win, and I think that's what the Super Bowl was. Just garbage. It wasn't great. It, like I said, it, it, it felt like both those teams didn't deserve to be there. But Right, and you know, listen to anyone on TV, anyone on the radio, talk to anyone, and before the Super Bowl you go, hey, are you excited for this at all? You're like, I mean, not really. I mean, Tom Brady's in his sixth Super Bowl. Okay, I'm kind of sick of him. The Rams are new, but they're not supposed to be there. It should have been the Saints. Well, they have a terrible, like, you know, no one was. Fan no, base. Like, yeah. There's no fan base in LA. No. Like, they're probably the 31st most marketable team in the NFL, and the 32nd is the Chargers. Who are now going to LA. Yeah, and, LA. And, and alienating their web. Their it was web, crazy. Their How could you say that? LA? I'm not saying from a market. I'm saying from a fan base perspective. Uh, they don't have fans. But you got people just going just because. But that doesn't do. mean they're fans. Yeah, but that doesn't make them fans. What does that mean? LA just is means, all transplants. 
Yeah, it just means like, oh, hey, here's another thing to do. Yeah. Mm. I'd much rather go to a Lakers game. Yeah. No, that's not true. I'd go to a Lakers game over a Rams game or a Chargers game. Definitely I'd, over a Chargers game. I'll go to a Galaxy game over NFL football. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, you know, my point was just no one was really expecting this Super Bowl to be amazing, and it wasn't. It was probably, you know, five years from now, everyone might see, okay, yeah, this was Tom Brady's sixth Super Bowl to put him in sole possession of the most Super Bowls ever by a player, but yeah. I didn't remember anything. Dude, there were, just, there were no big plays. Julian Edelman. Throw, that was the one big play. To set him up for the touchdown. Yeah. yeah. But that was it. I mean, yeah, that was really it. You know, I was listening to the radio earlier, and they were talking about you know without Julian Edelman's 140 yards catching, the punter could have been the MVP for <laughs> for being a coffin corner punter, keeping them you know keep pushing them within the 10 yard line. Hecker, dude, every time Hecker gets the ball, I was like, please just fake it, like, do something. It's so boring. But I mean, if you're looking at cons- seriously considering the punter to be your MVP, you know you had a real just boring-ass Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was boring. Yeah. It's, it was a real shame, too, because we could have had a sweet Super Bowl with Chiefs and Saints. Yeah. Would have been a shootout. Would have been amazing. Yeah, we got the, the second lowest scoring first half ever. The only, There was Super Bowl nine. It was two to zero. And then Super Bowl, whatever, 53, I think it is. Yeah, it was rough. Because if you got to go back to the single-digit Super Bowls, like, did those even really happen? You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Just like the moon landings. Yeah. (laughs) Like 1713. (laughs) Houston Oilers. (laughs) Yeah, like, it was just just really bad and... uh, like, those servos were played back and people were pissed that they probably weren't called NFL champions. Like the field anymore. goal in front of the end zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Just avoid that. This won't be a problem. <laughs> this, this will work out we've, fine. We've done this for decades. Like, don't need you got a change. leather helmet on. Yeah, leather helmets. <laughs> like, when dudes were smoking cigarettes on the sidelines <laughs> during a Super Bowl, like, they don't count. Take those trophies away, it's bullshit. Just pounding whiskey for yeah. warmth in the snow, exactly. like a foot high snow. It's crazy. In leather helmets. All I, right, I mean, it's so, just... so here's a question for you guys. You have Sean McVay and, and Goff definitely took uh, a hit to their, you know, reputation. I don't think Goff took a hit. I don't think Goff's that good. Uh, in your opinion, there's people that... That's yeah, that's there's people that disagree with that, but... Do you think that it's all been a big fake this year? Do you think that they're actually pretty good and just had a really bad game, got out coached? You know, are they going to be back? Are they, is Sean McVay going to keep they'll bringing probably, the Rams? He, they'll probably be back, and I think Gurley is way more hurt. But like the way that they were successful is when Goff is running the play action. Yeah, they could. You can't run play action if your running back's not there. Like yeah. C, even C.J. Anderson couldn't get anything going. And I don't know why they don't have a third running back on the roster. Like, aren't you supposed to have a change of pace in between your two guys that are splitting time? Yeah. Like most teams do. No, I, I think McVay's – he's going to take a hit. And he, he talked about it and said, I got out coach, which he did. 
Like, you should be able to make halftime adjustments in the Super Bowl. Like, come on. Yeah. you got to find something that's working. It, it like, didn't seem like same. either coach made any kind of adjustments after Well, halftime. I think the Patriots, the Patriots basically played man all season, and then they switched to zone, and the Rams were like, oh, shit, this is a totally different look. Yeah. You know, and they were willing to give up short yardage passes, but, and just trust the pass rush, which it was there. Yeah. I don't know. I think I don't necessarily think Goff takes that big of a hit, like because it's his first Super Bowl. But you know he's been in the league three years. I, I think people will give him a pass on that. Okay. I think McVay takes more of a hit than than Goff, but Goff did not play well, and he and he said he didn't play well. So credit to him. But like some of the passes when he's running out there and taking those awful sacks, like dude, you've been in the league for three years. Th- throw the ball. Throw the ball out, out of bounds. Just throw it out of bounds. Well, McVay, this is only his second year as a head coach. That's true. But so, he, and he's and he's mid thirties. Thirty three. So I mean, yeah. yeah, super young. Obviously, has a bright future. If the second year, he's he's playing for a Super Bowl. Did you know Bill Belichick was the oldest coach to win a Super Bowl? No, I didn't. Sixty six. Yeah, I heard that. It's crazy. I thought like, I didn't, how old is he? Sixty six. 66? Seems yeah. a lot older, but... It's just because he's angry. <laughs> True. But, I mean, okay, let's say let's say McVay coaches like until... Coaches, like Madden? Yeah. Isn't like Madden, like, 90? Dick Vermeil, like, for the Rams back in the day. Yeah. If, if McVay coaches until 66, you know, he's got 33 years <laughs> to win yeah, six Super Bowls. You know, so... I don't think anybody well, he's got to get the right quarterback to go with him. But. I think Goff's a decent QB. Yeah. I mean, I don't like him. no Tom but... Brady, but... <laughs> yeah, but Tom Brady isn't even Tom Brady. The last five years, it's been awful. The last five? Eh, it's pushing it, but... What do you, I don't think it's pushing it. I think... Yeah, it's definitely... Five years? I'd say the past two years. I'll say in each of the last five years, he's steadily declined from the previous season. All right, I'll give you that. Especially this game. I'll he, give you that. He did not play well. In this game. So do you, how no. many more years do you think Brady, that he'll play? That Brady will play? Dude, he's a psychopath. He'll play ten more years. He's good. <laughs> he'll probably like if, if it was me, dude, just walk away. He's what, forty one? Yeah. Get uh, the good he got six. When did Favre walk away? Was he like forty three? Which time? The well, last he time. retired. No, I think he was forty one or forty two. Oh, it was. I think. I think. I'll check it out. Yeah, we'll have to look that yeah. up. I, if I'm Tom Brady, I would walk away. Like go out on top. Like, you did not play well. Like, you know you didn't play well. Yeah. Just leave. It, it'll erase your mistakes. Like, he's an elite quarterback, and he, his stats show that he was still a good quarterback, but he's not elite anymore. And I don't really want to see Tom Brady be an average quarterback because he's been so good for so long. I don't long. want to see him turn into Peyton Manning yeah, where it's right, just a game right, manager right, right. and you're relying on everything else. I mean, he basically else. played the same game as Peyton Manning. Yeah. It, he did not look well. His wheel route throws to the running backs were way off. Didn't throw a touchdown. I mean, it's they won in spite of him, not because of him. Besides yeah. that Gronk throw, that was – that was and what makes him the best is when they really need those throws, he makes the throws. But he's not the same quarterback. And I, I would I would walk away. Like, walk away, dude. You got six. You tied Jordan. You tied Pittsburgh Steelers for most Super Bowls ever won. Like, what, what, honestly, what more do you have to accomplish? He wants yeah. to get him seven. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's probably how his brain works. He'll just keep doing it and doing it until they're like, all right, dude, we're not doing this anymore. But So do you think that... He'll probably play two... Favre was 41. 41. So uh, Brady will probably play two, two or three. I, I would... 
two sounds right to me, but he'll probably play another season and it'll be like, you'll be like, all right. So do you think Belichick will walk away without Brady? No. No. Do you think do you think that either will continue their career without one of yeah, one each Belichick other? Belichick will still coach without him because he could win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. I'm, it's painfully obvious. You you don't think Belichick would just if Tom Brady retires, Belichick no, will say, all. "All right, I'm hanging it up." No. What what does Belichick have to prove? He's a coach. It's a different thing. But he doesn't have what to he pr- has to prove is I won all those Super Bowls because of me, not Tom Brady. So you think that he's just going to try and win one more Super Bowl without Tom Brady? He might just think he'll try and keep winning Super Bowls until he doesn't want to do it anymore. He gets too old. I think he's a workaholic. Yeah, he'll probably coach. Dude, Wade Phillips was on the sideline for the Rams. That guy's 80. Jesus. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And is still successful and might get a head coaching job. Yeah. So, I mean, Belichick could keep coaching and keep winning. Like, he, he... Fizz was not a great coach at the start of his career. It basically took him 25 years to get here, right? Yeah. So why why stop? You're at the pinnacle. You're obviously at the pinnacle of coaching. Because he Keep doesn't coaching. he doesn't have anywhere to go up to. He's at the top. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like he wants to show everybody, probably, probably, and I I don't know. I don't pretend to know what they're thinking. That I'm winning all this because of me, not because of Tom. Which is the which was the debate. Like when Tom asked to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They gave him a pass, and Belichick was mad about it. Well, and if he was going to trade Gronk, too. No, because if that's his mindset of, I want people to to know that I can do this without Tom Brady, then he would just leave the Pats. He would just leave, go get another team, and do it with that other team, and say, this is because of my system, not no, it the Patriots. Any, it doesn't make any sense because they're established. Like, I guarantee you the Patriots look at life after Tom Brady, but they still have Bill Belichick. It wouldn't make any sense for him to leave. He's already built, He's he builds rosters every year to fit. Yeah. That's why they're so successful, because it's next man up. You don't leave that established like culture and try and build it somewhere else. But that's how that's how he proves. If it, No, he proves it, because when Tom walks away, he'll still coach. They'll probably go to another Super Bowl. They'll probably win one, and then there you go. So do you think if he wins one more, if if he goes on, wins one more without Brady, will he walk away? Or is it just going to be he's just going to keep on going and going and going until he dies on the field? Probably. They're all sick in the head like that. They're <laughs> ultra competitive. They're workaholics. That's why Tom Brady is going to be 42 and still playing in the NFL. I heard an interview from Robert Kraft saying how they work seven days a week, 18 hours a day. Robert Kraft was feeling it last night. <laughs> 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 Dude, come on. The heir to the Kraft mac and cheese and fortune. I don't think that's how I <laughs> Don't think that's right. You can't prove me wrong, though. I will. I have a thing called Google. <laughs> oh, you're going to no, use I Google? I, I think Belichick has a career long after Brady. All right. I don't know. I don't. I don't see. I don't see either of them playing without. Without the other, I think if Brady walks away, Belichick oh, will walk away. Can we can we talk about how ridiculous the the post Super Bowl like interview process was? Oh my oh gosh! My it took. Don't worry, Tharp will carry the load on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so with Super Bowl ended, yay, Patriots win, and they send out this tiny little woman reporter. I forget She's a her very name. Good reporter. Yeah, she's she supposed is. to get the exclusive, but wait. 
Don't send her in there. She could get trampled to death. There's like a hundred oh. people, and there's cameramen pushing each yeah. other. And Brady's like, hold on, hold Into on. the mosh pit. They're talking to players. And she's like, Tom, Tom. Yeah. Tom, she's game? a good reporter. She's just, she's just small compared to everyone, all the yeah, professional athletes. You got to throw Doris Burke in there. Like, <laughs> get it, Doris. <laughs> it looked like a school like of sharks. It like blood in the water. It yeah, was crazy. there was there was. And I was getting anxiety. Just there was easily there. forty cameramen oh, dude, way, with with like their cameras up taking pictures, people, not including players. And Tom was like, "Everybody, back up, <laughs> back up!" And then they're giving each other. He almost kissed Robert Kraft. <laughs> yes. That was weird. Yeah, that was really oh, weird. Was. Thank you for letting me keep my job. <laughs> Like, dude, if you had a good year, would you want to kiss your boss? Like, <laughs> Thanks for trading Garoppolo. Yeah. That was like, I was like, oh, please. Somebody get these people out of here. Like, yeah, Tom Brady's screaming to back up. The security guards are screaming to back up. There's players from both teams trying to, like, get in and say, you know, you know, congratulations to Tom Brady and whatever. And then you have this little reporter who's trying to get her interview with, with Tom Brady. I mean, and then the worst part, I so think. Bad. The worst part, I think, was that they just kept on filming this just Yeah, they mosh just kept pit. showing it. The, the, they the, cut to Gronk <laughs> talking with no audio, and they're like, oh, shit. So they come back to the complete shit yeah, show. Yeah, the announcers just weren't, they weren't saying anything. They, they were like, oh, yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's tough to get an interview. Really good six rings for the Patriots. <laughs> we'll just keep distracting them. <laughs> shit show on the field. Well, that's the NFL for you, garbage. <laughs> My favorite part of any Super Bowl and draft is when Goodell comes out and everybody and their mother's like, boo. <laughs> Why does he still have a job? I don't know. Because he's the best. He's like Teflon, dude. He just takes shit and they just keep. Like, he, just re- he, just, he just resigned the for NFL. a huge you know what I'm saying? I hate the NFL. Yeah, but not at most average people. Are like, this guy's a fucking clown. Yeah. Not all the guys that prop him up and pay him a hundred million dollars a year. You know, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was like the best part of the night was the president of Barstool getting like dragged out of the stadium. Why was that? Because he wasn't. They faked media passes from the like uh, from media day. And the NFL told them not to come to any other events, and like they're not allowed to go to stadiums in Atlanta anymore. And they just put on a fake mustache and went. <laughs> and then they caught him. They were like, so, so real crazy. quick, and then we're gonna go to a break. Um, I saw a, a little video clip of yeah. a guy stole a security guard oh, jacket that. and tried sneaking his way into the Patriots locker room. Just let the guy <laughs> in at that point. Just let him in. There were security guards like questioning. Where's Brady's mouth oh, guard? Yeah, I saw the clip. And like, like, where's your jacket? Yeah. He's like, Ugh. where'd you get that? Who gave me that jacket? He's like, nah, it's my jacket. That's security. <laughs> I'm like looking at his fake ass badge. He's like, come on, just let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, could you imagine being so close? Like, they caught him at the locker at room. At the door. door. It was at the door. And they were like, hey, hey, who are you? And he's like, I'm security. <laughs> Do you and see, the, you yeah, see you this see red, red coat? <laughs> you see the red jacket? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's, I mean, at that, that point, just let him go in. Just let him stick his head in. Go, too bad. <laughs> and then arrest him. Like, cut the guy some slack. Dude, could you, like, that's the stupid shit that they're worried about. But, like, if there was, like, a real emergency, like, they're throwing out bloggers, and they're going to do with this, like, fake security jacket. Like, come on. Yeah. Don't you have better things to do? All right, well, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back. 
part of the podcast where everybody just closes their eyes. <laughs> or it's Jeff Bridges to give us some shh <laughs> in your mouth. <laughs> no, forget all that. It's time to get hype up in here. <laughs> Welcome back to Expiring Contracts. And yes, I did just blow out your eardrums. <laughs> yes. Gotta make sure those boys are open. Sorry for all the shouting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right now. Now we get to the point in our uh, podcast where we discuss expiring contracts. Uh, today's discussion is going to be based on a trade that just happened. Big trade. Huge. Big old trade. Huge. Big fat trade. Corzing bot. <laughs> is now a Dallas Maverick. Crazy. Woo. So the New York Knicks and the Dallas Mavericks engaged in a trade a couple days ago uh, where New York receives, or uh, New York is sending Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke. Dallas, in return, is sending Dennis Smith Jr. and the expiring contracts of DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews and two future first-round picks. It's a big one. <clears throat> Do you know if they're protected? They are protected. I don't know to what extent. Okay. Um, I think the main problem is because they owe their first-round draft pick this year to Atlanta. Yeah. And if it, con- the, if it conveys this year, then there's certain, um, there's certain uh, parameters for the mm. picks that they're sending. Okay. Um, if it doesn't convey this year, then it'll change to something else. So they for sure lost their pick for this year, whether it goes to the Knicks or the no or Atlanta. No, the the way it works is you can't trade next year's pick because it's the it's back an unprotected pick. first round pick in twenty twenty two, and then a top ten protected in twenty twenty three. Oh okay, okay. So there we go. Makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's the unprotected one in twenty twenty two is pretty unprotected. Yeah. I mean, it's a great pick to have. It, yeah. it, it is, but at the same time, you're giving Doncic and Przingis two years to gain some chemistry and win some games, so then you got to... I'm projecting that unprotected pick to be anywhere from 13 to 17. That's true. I think the overlook thing on this trade, and we're probably going to get into it more, is uh, so the Knicks basically have the cap space now. For two max guys, mm-hmm. plus with the picks, they have a pretty decent trade package that they could send off to the Pelicans for Anthony Davis. Yeah, depending on where they and land in the water. I was looking on Twitter today, they leaked his list of preferred teams. Lakers, Knicks, Bucks, unsurprising, and then Clippers. Just a little... I mean, if you want to be in L.A., I guess it's not a bad place to end up. But Bucks? Would crazy. Bucks would be bananas. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be crazy. That would just be unfair. <laughs> it's like one of those teams you're playing on 2K, and everyone's like, all right, no bucks. No <laughs> just what, what would they be able to send them in return? They'd have to give them a lot. It's just like... But you'd have Giannis and could. Anthony Davis. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is very true. As long as the package didn't include Giannis, I'm okay. So what was, what was your guys' first reaction when you saw the trade? What the hell are the Knicks doing? Really? That's what you thought? Yes. I'll wait till you hear mine. Go ahead. I mean, I'm less in a, okay. In all fairness, Porzingis did ask for a trade. I see. He, he right. did. There, Here's there's the a thing. report where he said that 
he wanted to be traded. Now, yeah, yeah, but the weird timeline of that is it was like it comes out on Twitter. It's like Porzingis has meeting with Nick's brass and isn't sold on where the direction of the team is. And then like ten minutes later, they're like, "Oh, look, we traded him to the Mavericks." <laughs> so I'm, clearly, they were shopping him around for a while. Like you don't just pull the trigger on that page. I just think but they the use st- that meeting. They're like, "Oh, perfect time." fucking pull the trigger on this one because it makes him look like he requested a trade it'll take all the blowback basically off of us yeah but you knew he was unsettled because he's he, big news well, he's still jackson did not like he player. skipped the exit interview at the end of the season last yeah. year but I, I you look at what Porzingis has done there and how one how excited nick's fans were like hey we actually have a young guy that i can root for and they while they initially booed the pick on draft day, Nick fans were excited to watch Porzingis. They wanted to go see Porzingis in action. They had a young guy who they could start building their team around, and then they just traded away. Now you look at it, and if I'm a free agent, okay, yeah, they can give me the max money, but who am I going to play with? Zion, possibly Kevin Durant, possibly Kyrie Irving. Like if you, like when you but, make this, but trade, then it's but then it's you have to talk to the other free agents of like, I hey, think, are you going to the Knicks? I think they have like, a pretty good idea that Kevin Durant is coming. If not Kevin Durant, then Kyrie Irving, and I think they're obviously everyone knows tampering is real in the NBA. Like you don't pull the trigger on this trade unless you're absolutely sure. But I mean, there's no doubt that New York is taking like a pretty big risk. I mean, trading a guy who's 23, all NBA upside. Amazing shooter, block shots, basically in a space, solid defensively. But, I mean, durability is a real concern. A real concern. He's played less games every year. As his, I mean, since He's only the start played two years. He's played three years, including this year. He hasn't played a game. And in his pro, in his pro career in Europe. Every year he's played less and less. And less. Right, but he's played, he's, played two, he's played two years. This would be his third year. But you can't. I don't really count it as as an injury prone year because he tore his Achilles or I mean, ACL at, last year. Was like but all MVP him until January, and he fell off last year. So I mean, I'm not saying he's not great. I'm just saying there's more of a risk. There's more risk in keeping him than I think there is of getting rid of him. Like, but you he's still. Gonna, but he's going to become a free agent this year anyway. So I don't necessarily know if you're the Knicks. Do you want to keep this guy and sign him? You probably let him walk anyway. Yeah. So why not just? Keep I mean, it depends on it, it depends on how well he's doing because then you're still in the running to get Zion. You still have a max player you can sign. Now it's like, okay, we're gonna sign Kyrie, sign Porzingis. We have Zion. Cool. And then do you want me to read you off the list of his injuries the last three years? No, I don't really care. Let's hear it. Torn left ACL, sore left Achilles, sore left knee, sprained left ankle, sore left groin, strained left quad, bruised left thigh, sore right hip. Sprain right ankle, sore foot, inflammation of the bone and tendon of his right knee, lower back tightness, right shoulder strain, unspecified right elbow issue. That's in three years. Hmm. A lot of soreness. Plus upper respiratory infection. <laughs> That's true. I'm not. He's susceptible to the common cold. What the Look, fuck? Look, I won't. <laughs> I won't deny what you just read off was a lot, but you also have to realize he was everything. They relied on him solely to power their offense and to power their entire team. So and you can't be durable. You can't <laughs> say that to a twenty-year-old. Why not? 
He's not a 20 year old. Come on, play and protect your body. When, when he got he's drafted, seven, he, it's, yeah, he's 7'3 three and him. skinny. I'm just saying, I, I understand why they would jettison him out of there. Clearly, there's injury concerns. I'm not saying he's not great. He'll probably be an all-NBA player, and him with Luka is cool, and I like it. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that he's always fucking hurt. Yeah, there's no doubt. If he's healthy, Dallas hit it out of the park. That was my initial reaction. Well, that like if, the, if he has a functional knee... The Dallas came out on top of this trade. But then my second inclination was the fear and the the utter the sheer concern from LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron. <clears throat> the implications of this Porzingis trade are worse than what they seem. For the Lakers. Yeah, without a doubt. So you hear in the media how they cleared up 70 million cap space and that they could sign two potential free agents. It's actually better than that. Because they have several players on their roster that they could essentially cut more money and potentially sign three max guys. They can make a a three-headed monster this summer easily by not offering team options to their rookie players. It's true. And they also have a team option for Lance Thomas, which is seven mil right true. there. Frankie Smokes. No. So they could they could literally put together Jimmy Butler, Kyrie Irving or Kemba, or DeMarcus Cousins or Anthony Davis. I mean they could if like all right, so let's say going to the at end of this offseason, the Knicks get like Tobias Harris and Boogie Cousins. I would burn Madison Square Garden to the ground. <laughs> like, and I'm not a Knicks fan, but if that's what you walk away with, like, then, yeah, you fucked up on the trade. Yeah. But if you come away with KD, Kyrie, and Zion, or some iteration of the two, like you can't. How could you How could you question that? Yeah, there's no way they're getting three. I don't know. I don't think they're getting two. It's possible. I think you're dead wrong if you think they're not getting two. It's you don't make this trade if you don't know you're you, at least getting one. You already know right. that. If, okay, if they have the ability to sign three max players, then yes. You're at least getting one. You can convince one of the of these top guys to come to New York. And then you tell Kevin Durant, Kevin, tell us who you want to play with. And he goes, well, me and Kyrie are boys. I like to sign him. And they go, all right, cool, we got another max contract. Let's do this thing. And it's not going to be 2010 where they fucked up the LeBron and Wade thing because they had a weird meeting <laughs> And they only had room for one Max guy. Yeah, then. exactly. So you already know that, that Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler are colluding right now. You already got the, the, the news report on Kyrie Irving saying, I don't owe the Boston Celtics yeah, anything, which is a, weird as hell. That's a bad look considering <laughs> he was at like the season ticket holders meeting. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, gonna be, I'm definitely resigning. And he's like, uh, ask me August 1st. Yeah, yeah, very strange. You know, yeah, he's I, also a really aloof guy. Though. I heard Chauncey Billups say that uh, that's Kyrie telling the world that he's no longer going to sign with the Boston Celtics. I mean, it basically is, though. Yeah, I mean, it's also rumored <clears throat> to go to LA. And there's though. a possibility that in we could be talking on Thursday, and he could be traded. True. Could you imagine? Doesn't it, it feel that way? That's hard, though. Doesn't it feel that way, though? Because Danny Angel pulled the trigger. I know. That's what I'm saying. The team that he's traded to, though, is going to realize the fact that he's wanting to collude with Jimmy Butler. I don't know. I don't know. But, Unless you... but 
that team it could be Kevin Durant. But that team could, could look at it and go, "Oh, if they're colluding, maybe if we can get Kyrie here, maybe he brings Jimmy Butler with him." That's true. true. Depending I mean, on where he goes, right? What depending on depending on where he goes, she could convince Jimmy Butler to come with him. It if just they're feel, it's fe- like you can almost obviously, and the collusion needs to get under control. I think this is really bad for the NBA. From a long-term perspective, I agree. Well, all these all-stars are trying to play because together. Is nobody happy on their team anymore? Nobody's happy on their team. Nobody's content <laughs> anymore. The, no one's happy unless they're winning. But with yeah, but there's a lot of with teams the five-headed like, monster of Golden State. Listen, I would be happy to trade Butler. <laughs> I really would. I wouldn't care. He's not. There's nights he just takes off. He looks drunk on offense, but crunk on defense. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks good on deep, but it's not the same. It, you know. I'm not going to bash the Knicks, which is so weird, until uh, either you you for sure have those free agents or you know Kristaps is... There's no guarantee that he resigns with Dallas. Like, why would you sign that offer sheet? I would not sign that offer sheet. You have You're no Dallas? Le- yeah, you have no leverage. You're coming off a full wasted year. You're, you know, you I would definitely ask for a discount if I was Dallas. I don't think so. I think he, if I'm Christoph Porzingis, I do not sign that offer sheet. I would just go full unrestricted. Don't let anyone match and just take what you can. Oh. I mean, he's got no no other leverage. If he shines the offer sheet, he's fucked. Because they're going to lowball him because he's coming off another non-contact yeah. injury because mm-hmm. he's always hurt. But if he stays and it works out, it's like what we were talking. Like, he's literally a clone of, like, Dirk Nowitzki and Chris Bosh. And then you have Jumbo Luca, who's like Steve Nash, but it's 6'7". <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, that's so nuts. And uh, Tim Hardaway works really well in that system. Yeah, like he's so He's a guy, like, he shouldn't be taking 30 shots a night. He's a 15-shot-a-night guy. But he can be really effective. Same thing with Harrison Barnes. Yeah, exactly. They have a good roster. Like, it's a solid roster. I don't know where Burke fits in necessarily through that rotation, but with Dennis Smith gone, he'll probably work his way in. Like, he's had flashes. Well, is also yeah, injured. Yeah, true. He's had flashes, like, a couple really solid games when he was in the Nick, you know, Nick uniform. But I, I think one thing that we're forgetting and t- kind of taken for granted is who's the owner of the Knicks? Yeah, that's true. James Dolan. <laughs> Who has just time and time again proven he that messed, he is so inept up. at his... Well, did you hear? Job. Did you hear the story about in 2010? Like LeBron and Wade were for sure going to the Knicks, mm-hmm. and like they wheeled Donnie Walsh in in a wheelchair because he had just had surgery, and then James Dolan showed up like in an all black suit and sunglasses, like, "Hey, you guys want to go to a show?" And they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> like, that's crazy. Mm. It, like, I, I agree 100. percent They've never proven like. That they can ever function on a normal like it's been complete dysfunction yeah, of for years. yes we can plan it out and you know we're just three guys sitting here like saying yeah. look you have ninety million dollars yeah. that you can sign three all NBA players and with a top five draft pick sure. and go crazy do, but whether they're going to do it is a whole I said, like other I said, thing. If they end up with Tobias Harris and Boogie Cousins burned out <laughs> like I would be like no we're not doing this anymore. Like that's ridiculous. Really, the question is: uh, Is Steve Perry inept? Because you know James. Yeah, this is James Dolan. Yeah, he he doesn't care. True. I bet you he doesn't even yeah, like Steve concern Perry, himself with the dealings of the New York Knicks. That's probably fair. 
he's probably, he's just a rich boy. He inherited his parents' money, and he just doesn't do shit his whole life because he's got this huge sum of money that he doesn't have to work for. Well, then he owns Madison Square Garden. He's in that because he doesn't care about the day-to-day functionality. I just think he's a strange bird, and that's off-putting to NBA players. But Steve Perry's also the one that gave Tim Hardaway Jr. $70 million. So well, It doesn't look like a bad contract nowadays with the cap increase. No, that's fair, but at the time... Yeah. And again, he wasn't made to be their number one option, but, dude, you drafted Tim Hardaway. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you released was, him, and then yeah, you released him, and then re-signed for a giant deal. Yeah. So that doesn't bode well. What they what they should be focusing on now is buying out DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews. Yeah, they're going to. They have to. And they, then the 76ers. Yeah, those expiring contracts please, are gone. Please, <laughs> please come be our please come be on our team. But uh, but Dallas is 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 poised for a really great year too. You know. Yeah. Um, they could actually free up some cap. They have about 15 mil to play with, depending on where they sign Porzingis at. I have them being signed for 26 mil or 26.5 next year, which is like a little discount. It's not fully you know? max, but yeah, right. it's still good money. And they they could uh, cut essentially Dwight Powell, not pay him any money, and they would have 15 mil to play with. Um, right. to, to even 20, depending on when they resign Porzingis. They do it after they sign a free agent. They have his bird rights. And again, bird rights is if you have a player for three years or if you trade that player mm-hmm. within those three years, that team owns your bird rights. So essentially you can sign that player um, after you already exceeded the salary cap. So the salary cap is 110, 109, right around there next year. Yeah. It, I mean, the, they, the they could essentially get the lower cuff guys. So right. not the max players, but. You could essentially re-sign DeAndre Jordan back if you wanted to. That's true. You could sign a Nikola Vucevic from well, Orlando. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan's I contract this year is twenty-five. Is twenty-five? Because the but the Mavs are and he's getting old. Them, the Mavs are still not. And they could sign him. Someone will so. give him twenty-five. If he but asks for he, twenty-five, someone will give him. 25. They could sign him for twenty-five. They have enough cap space. They they wouldn't be in the luxury cap if they sign him and then re-sign Porzingis after the fact. Uh, they could also sign Julius Randle, yeah. Thaddeus Young, if they want to go back up point guard. Thaddeus Young is not bad. Dude, I, I don't know what your obsession is with Thaddeus Young. When, he went to, when have we talked about Thaddeus no, Young? From the past couple of years when you said, bad, dude, bad, he went to the Pacers, dude, I'm all about Thaddeus Young on He's the doing well on the Pacers, yeah, man. Get out of here. The Pacers are doing awesome, and he's he's a little bit to, to, to show why they're doing so well. No. You don't think so? No. He, he's a, he's a Julius Randle is a good one, but Thaddeus Young, no, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a 3 and D guy. I just think, I mean, credit to Dallas for making this trade, though. Gets rebounds. And if you want to back up point, you could go with Derrick Rose or George I mean, Hill. Yeah, the Mavericks just, took two not... expiring contracts and turned it into... Plus a pick. Plus the, well, a couple picks. picks. And you got rid of Dennis Smith Jr. But you clearly saw they yeah. weren't afraid to trade picks for well, for they, what they, they really have to want. Do stuff like this though to get superstars because they're not a free agent destination. Like, no one's going to Dallas. They might come to Dallas now, right? But you gotta you gotta kind of throw caution to the wind. But it's it's a big risk on their part too because let's say it doesn't work out. All right, you got jobbed out of two picks and you basically took on some Tim Hardaway contracts. That's it. It could go either way. But, and, I mean, you still have Luka Doncic. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so there's always that. Right, which is a great thing to fall back on. It's just, it, it could go bad for both teams, 
but it could go way worse, I think, for the Knicks than the Mavericks. The Knicks took a, a I think risk. they took a bigger risk because they decided to go no players and rely that people are coming to them instead of bringing the people into into their place by making trades. I, I, I think it's worse for the Mavericks. You do? Yeah, because the Knicks, at worst, you're in a good situation to rebuild. If you're the Dallas Mavericks, you mortgaged away your future on a guy that could potentially be injured. True. I just think if you're the Knicks, you, you've done some deep clothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know some people you, are going. Yeah, to trade Porzingis away, you know, yes, he's had an injury history, but he's clearly proven that he can be dominant and be a high-caliber player. you got to be sure that someone is coming to play with you. But to be honest... If Jimmy Butler is the first person signed um, by the Knicks, if they sign, you know, multiple max Still. contracts, if Jimmy Butler is the first one to sign, I don't see too many people clamoring to go play with Jimmy Butler. I well, guarantee you. Especially Kyrie, with how he, Philly's turned out, how he was on the Timberwolves and the Bulls. Amazing. Hasn't been a great fit. No, other All-Stars probably, maybe Kyrie... But uh, other players, I don't the, see the more want to play I look with at it, I would honestly rather have Rodney Covington back and Denarius Arvin. I was just thinking but that, yeah. It's not from a, like a on-the-court thing. Well, no, that's not true. It's They're, they're not meshing well. They don't mesh the, very well with Butler on the court. Like There's nights that he's not there. And then when he's not there, Embiid's really good. Or if Embiid's not there, Jimmy Butler's not very like is having a great game. Like you should have a mix where all three can play collectively well. Yeah. Then I would be excited and pumped about it. But I mean, it hasn't hasn't been. I mean, we still got Jimmy Butler. I mean, he's a fucking good player, but it's. I'm gonna guarantee you guys this is what's gonna happen. Guarantee. Okay. All right. Take note. Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler are going to sign with the Knicks. Both of them. Okay. And they're either going to clear up cap space and sign DeMarcus Cousins, or they're going to trade for Anthony Davis if they have a high enough pick in this year's lottery. If they have a top five pick and put it with uh, Dennis Smith, Frank Nittalakina, Kevin Knox, and Alonzo Trier, those are all like promising, uh, youthful players, and include maybe a first-round pick. You're going to get Anthony Davis over the Lakers, even over Boston. So mark my words, Kyrie and Butler to New York. All right, I'm writing this down. I'm writing it down. I mean, it's, it could happen. It just depends on if the Penguins have the, the wherewithal to wait till summer. And I don't... Pelicans. I don't, no. Yeah, Pelicans, excuse me. Penguins. Sorry. <laughs> The They're a, not pulling the trigger the with the Lakers. And the Lakers are Lakers are bullshitting. They want Anthony Davis. LeBron wants Anthony Davis. And They're going to fire Luke Walton because yeah. of it. Did you see that? The altercation they had? Yeah. We should talk about that a little bit. Um but There's the Lakers one. the Lakers are trying to say, "No, you need to uh you need to accept this now. We're we're, we're not doing Dude, it." If I'm like, the Pelicans, I would take that offer that they give them, shop it around. Because you could get way more. Like yeah, you, yeah. Even the Knicks package is a little more interesting now with the picks in play than you have to wait until the summer. Yeah, there's you no, gotta wait. There's no move going. If, to be if made you by don't the wait until the summer, and I think they should fold the franchise up anyway, but pack it in. 
Like, if they're competent. They're not competent. I mean, they if they get a, if they get a good amount of young players and some picks, you know, let's see what they can do and see if they can build the team. Good but, move to Seattle. Let's be done with it. I'd like that. Or the Clippers. But we're all under the assumption that LeBron's going to get his second guy. I know. What if he doesn't get a second all-star guy next year? I would love that they just check how chapped his ass would be. What if if he went to the Lakers and goes, nobody will fucking come here? What if his story ends in L.A. without a second all-star? I don't think so. I think that team's going to end up being like the Shaq, Kobe, uh, Lakers. Like, they're going to have... It's going to be LeBron, it's going to be AD, they're going to have a decent amount of role players, and then just a bunch of veterans hunting for rings like they always have. Yeah. LeBron, if, LeBron will get his player. What if he doesn't? Because he's the master of colluding. Yeah. What if he doesn't? Ma- and, and Magic he's, Johnson. You know, I think other people colluded for him. I think D-Wade is the reason why he went to Miami. Absolutely. And no, I, I no, think, sorry, the Olympics is why they went to Miami. Because Chris Paul was supposed to go there, too. Yeah, but they wanted to go to the Knicks. That was the crazy thing. The Knicks just fucked the meeting up. And then Dwayne Wade was like, I got a pretty nice house in Miami. Yeah, Miami was pretty, <laughs> pretty tight. And Chris Paul was like, I just want to be part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, my lungs won't function properly. I'll get blood clots. Yeah, blood clots. <laughs> Poor Chris Bosh. I loved Chris Bosh. He's a good I player. hated this one. He wants They're still paying him. I know they are. Twenty six mil. It's a it's a class move at this point. It's like remember when LeBron tried to get Eric Spolster fired? Pat Riley's like, come on. Well, we actually like him down here. He's the cameraman. Yeah. We're, we're gonna keep him. And then LeBron goes up to Magic. He goes, I really hate Luke Walton. Then they have a massive altercation in the locker room this week. That makes him seem like a, like a snide bastard. Who LeBron? LeBron. Yeah. He, is. he is. He always gets coaches fired. <laughs> He's a very likable guy outside of basketball. This is really passive aggressive. Yeah. Well, like I mean, when he said, "Like, dude, he wants to win." I'm the best ever. That made me the best ever. Just you don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Franklin's right next to you. Just have him say it. He's sitting right next to you. That's when you'd be like, and that's when you're gonna say that made you the best ever. <laughs> like he comes. I know he oh. comes on like such a god. Like such an ass. So we talked a lot about about Przingis. So another trade that's happened in the past oh, yeah. week. This is the much more exciting trade. Rodney Hood is now a blazer. <laughs> We're mixed up. This. <laughs> it's just gonna go back. So it was Rodney Hood got sent to the Blazers for Stauskis, a couple second round picks, and um, another low end player, but. What's the point? I agree. Why would the Blazers do that? Like you have, you have Wade Baldwin the fifth. Yeah, so you have Damian Lillard, you have C.J. McCollum. Now you're gonna throw in Rodney Hood, who's a two, sometimes a three, to play three and D. What are you? What are they trying well, to the do? It makes sense because they're basically just. They're just getting picks. Like they're right. trying, they're, they're trying they're to just trade get a couple Smith, trying to trade Alec Burks. Yeah, yeah. Like, they might try to trade Kevin Love too. Yeah. But what are the Blazers still? The like? Blazers are trying to keep the band going. They're, they're trying they're, to make playoffs. They're living in denial. Because they're a middling team and they're always going to be a middling team unless they blow it up and make serious changes. 
So they made this trade like, oh, we're gonna do a little bit better. It's a play. It's just a playoff push move for them. And they they were talking about how they might be buyers at the deadline. Like, dude, buyers at the deadline? It just seems crazy. I mean, yeah, you're gonna make the playoffs, but I mean, sometimes I they surprise and get up to a three seed, four seed. That's true. Which that's true. which is and obviously it's round. good, but yeah, that's fair. You, second round at best. Right. That's yeah, just regular hate, season success. I like the Blazers. They're just middle. Yeah, they're they're good good team. But in the NBA nowadays, it feels like every if you're not con- contending, you're breaking it down. But they're kind of bucking that. Trend, yeah, they're the like. they're the best of. But the, getting Rodney Hood for Stauskas and a guy I've never heard of plus two second round picks. I mean, it's not bad. He's not yeah. a bad player. The Blazers yeah. are the Wizards of the East two years ago. <laughs> That's kind Wizards of, of the West. Of. Oh, Wizards of the West yeah. two years ago. It kind of feels that way. Yeah, I mean, no, they're looking at it as I see the Blazers. You know, they're let's say there's three tiers of teams. You got the the contenders, the right. middling, and then just the rebuilding. The Blazers are the best of tier two. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, if yeah. you put By them far. in tier one, they're the worst. Yep. And so yeah, while they can the get into the the four seed, maybe you're looking at a second round playoff loss because then you're kind of come up to a team. You know, even we'll say the Rockets and James Harden is going to go with off. CJ McCollum and uh, Lillard. It just doesn't two point guards. It's, it's just weird. It, it's a poor man, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, yeah. but then they have no support. But it would. I know that's the thing. Like it, it would. McCollum would be so good on a different. What team. you talking about? They have Rodney Hood, bro, <laughs> yeah, and Nurchik. Nurchik, yeah. <laughs> oh God. I mean, yeah, it's, that's a weird roster. I don't know. Like, if you're if you're a Blazers fan, like, are you excited about? No, I mean probably not. Ever no. Ever since the Blazers lost four out of their five starting lineup, when they lost Aldridge, yeah, Evan Turner, they lost. Um, crap, who was the other people? Their starting five, I forget. The, but they lost four out of their Brandon Roy. They lost <laughs> four years ago, I think. At this point now, they lost four out of their starting five, yeah. and. Damian Lillard was the Batum. only one there. Batum, right. Yeah. Batum was on there. Your favorite. <laughs> and it, everyone counted them out. They're like, okay, writing them off. Damian Lillard should just get out while he can. Well, Damian Lillard signs this massive five-year contract. Then C.J. McCollum comes out of nowhere and just starts putting up points yeah. like crazy. Yeah. But what ended up happening is with both of them doing what they're doing – it put them at that middle tier, and they can't, they can't sign another person because they're already, you know, they got these two max guys. They can't sign another person to get them over the hump. But now you're looking at okay, now we have to trade away two of the most popular people in Portland. Well, and they're undersized for guards, even too. Right. Not even mentioning the poor contracts that they gave average players. Yeah. Alan Myers Crabbe. Leonard yeah, is Alan making Crabbe. twelve million. Yeah, that's crazy. Alan Crabb, they gave like a. Twenty million. million. Yeah, they, they traded them. They got insane. they got up from under it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Still. they're they're literally capped out. Yeah, they like, are. They, they're capped out. Dubious contract. They're it's they're like, capped out. They can't go anywhere. They have to. They have to break it down. And I'd like. I love Damian Lillard. I think he's a really good player. But he's got to get out of Portland. Yeah. And yeah. C.J. McCollum, like you said, he'd be good on a lot of other teams. <laughs> Pistons. Yeah, I think you're right, Brian. This is a a null trade. You saw. Hood 
He essentially had the keys to the franchise in Cleveland, like, hey, let's see what you could do, kid. Okay. And he made 12 points a game. (laughs) Who else do they have on there? Under career. Kevin Love? They had Kevin Love? Hood is playing 30 minutes a game. He scores 12 points. They didn't hand him the keys. They just didn't have. They said, hey, he was the vocal point of the the Cavs' offense. He was the vocal point. Dan Gilbert's just like, I'm going to just keep these keys in my office. I'll hang on to these for you, I'm just saying the offense went through this guy the whole first half of the season in Cleveland and he scored 12 points a game. I mean, it's it's not a bad trade from Cleveland because they're just stockpiling picks. Like, they're breaking it down anyway, so... Yeah, they're just, just get, like, Stauskas and Baldwin's contracts are both expiring, so... Yeah, so here, we'll get rid expire, of... Yeah, expire. They're obviously not going to win anytime soon. No, no they're going to make a play for Zion. They're going to be like, okay... If Zion goes to the Cavs, I'm out, I'm out of the NBA. It's terrible. We'll get rid God. of we'll we'll, we'll get rid of these these couple players you know this player we'll get a couple second round picks see what we can make of them you know it's not a bad trade for the Cavs like you said it's just for Portland it's like why do it what are you trying what are you doing they, they, they're capped out they can't really get any at least decent players without making trades so I mean it's not a bad loss like it sucks Stouts just get quickly like whatever I guess I don't care at I don't care at all about Stouts I like well I'm biased. I don't care. It's a Michigan bias. Whatever. I don't care. True. They should just bring Jover for that in. <laughs> Cleveland might as well. Yeah, why not put some asses in those seats? <laughs> the Chinese love Jimmy. He's the next Stefan Marbury. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last topic. Um, just kind of an update on Anthony Davis. As of today. As of today, the Lakers have sent two trades to the Pelicans. As far as we know, both have not been accepted. The most recent one has been Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, um, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, and (laughs) Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Plus two first-round picks. For Anthony Davis, it's still, it's, honestly, it doesn't really move Which, the deal for me. Yeah, like, so yeah, that's nothing for me. Like, right. the picks are basically useless. So here's the They're thing: going to be in the late twenties anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing: is this the best that the Lakers can offer? Yeah. Well, they yeah. can throw in more picks. Aside from what Houston did of four first round picks, but like yeah, that's it. That's all they can give up. Four first round picks. They literally can't. That would probably get the job Did you say Josh Hart too? Was Josh Hart? No, Josh Hart wasn't in the trade. Here's four years of unprotected first round picks. There you go. If you're the locker room, if you're the locker room, it's got to be a mess. (laughs) It's six players and two picks. I mean, one, how do the Lakers even do this? I feel like they would need a third team to get involved for that to be like. For it to happen, yeah, because it's just not a good trade. Even that. Plus, the Pelicans are going to have the the Pelicans are going to need cap relief too. Because they're not going to want to do that shit. I think this. I think that's the best that the Lakers can do, aside from throwing in, you know, unprotected first round picks. But yeah. even then, like you said, once LeBron and Anthony Davis, if they can get, you know, some role players, it's not going to be a top five pick. You're looking at late lottery to, you know, early twenties. So. I think it's late. If 20s there's to no twenties, if there's no trade during the trade deadline between the L.A. Lakers. And the New Orleans, uh, yeah, credit to the Pelicans. Pelicans. He is not going to the Lakers unless he signs no. with them in free agency. 
Look, two yeah. years from now. Yeah, that's the only way okay. I see well, it. Yeah. He's it's not going to be traded. To it's say that about PG-13. Playoff P. It's a bad trade. He's it's not still, be I look at that trade and I go, well, I honestly, like the Boston, the, the Celtics pick they got from Memphis unprotected, that's what I would want. Yeah. Here's my question. Out of the six players and two picks, what what's the focal point of that? That's Kuzma. Kuzma no, is their best I asset. Think it's Lonzo. Lonzo is Michael Carter Williams. Lonzo is much better defensively than Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Let's, let's first of all let's be quite frank about that. They're long. And he's a better still. ball handler, and he probably has a higher upside, but he just can't shoot. The same. <laughs> <laughs> He's overhyped because of where he was drafted, and he went to the Lakers. Dad. It was his dad. And his dad's loud mouth. Hey, so, LeVar did something good. He his got dad his was kid, a, an amazing marketer. A marketer. Plus, they yeah. great. They he Donald Trumped it. He just said loud, obnoxious things and got his son a second-round draft pick. S- second pick. Second pick. Yeah. Sure. The Lakers sure. bought in. Lakers bought it. I, I don't know, dude. I just I think you're you're you right. The trade such, doesn't move me. You can get such better, like shop that trade around. Like I would honestly, I would take that to the Knicks and be like, all right, what do you got? Or Boston? Or hey, Boston. Boston. Well, give Bo- me. But Boston can't make any trade. Not right now. Not right now. They but have to wait again, for collusion. Yeah. Be like, hey, here's what the Lakers are offering. If I'm Danny Age, I'm on the phone with him every day. So like, just. Wait, give me, <laughs> give me six months, and then you, I've got a treasure trove of shit for you guys. And AD said, well, I don't want to go to Boston. No, who gives a fuck? You're under contract. Yeah, Doesn't that's matter, just dude. like Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi sucks. wanted to go to the Clippers or the, or the Lakers, supposedly. And and the only way, really, that AD would want to stay is if he gets to play with Kawhi in Boston. Probably not going to happen because it looks like he's out the door. I don't think Boston's going to trade for him. I don't I think, think so I think either. Kyrie, I'm just saying. Kyrie walks, and Boston's going to be like, oh, we're off the table. It then LA comes like back again. It feels like they're about to go over a weird cliff in Boston where they're going to have. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, so, they're teetering on, like, you could really fuck all this thing up we've yeah. been building to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think this is the <laughs> you're probably me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, doesn't it feel that way, though? It does. Like, the dot. Like I would, nothing would make me happier than if the Boston Celtics took a nosedive for like five years. <laughs> nothing would make me more pleased as a 76ers fan. I'm like, all right, just the Bucks and the Raptors we got to worry about, and Kawhi's probably leaving that frigid no man's land anyway. Danny Ainge's legacy just goes down. Could the you toilet. imagine? He just like gets it. Was working it for like 15. He was 20. in a position to never GM? lose. He's been a GM for what? A long time. 20 years. Yeah. And he just goes, ah, you fucked it up. (laughs) Stumbled at the start, like, right at the finish line, you dropped the baton. And he's just looking at AD's, Kyrie's jersey going, oh, man. Oh, God. But they still have Tatum. Like, they could turn those picks. They they have a little more flexibility, but it feels like what they've been building to, and and a lot of it, too, is the Hayward thing. Boy, that looks rough now. Yeah, Yeah. Gordon Hayward's contract is big and long. And and Hayward's not good. Thick. He is. White. Yeah. Like, it's weird that, like, the most common player I am in that rotation, like, with Kyrie and Tatum and Terry, like, it's like, oh, like, I think I'd rather have Marcus Morris on the court than Gordon Hayward. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, the problem is they'll get the same production. Yeah, it's you're paying Gordon Hayward. Right, right, right. A ton he just more. looks so tentative. And, and he may come back and be fully healthy. He's probably not 100% healthy. I think it's all mental. You think so? I, th- I had, you know, you guys know that I had the same injury. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I broke my leg like that, bringing the ball up in lacrosse, obviously. But, you know, I became extremely timid of bringing the ball up because it's like, hey, you know, even running on on a grass field, I'm timid on because I don't want to step in a hole and snap my leg. You know, it's it's just, it's just this trade deadline. It takes a lot. It feels like it's going to be really, really really active but then i can also see it just being dead quiet because everybody's yeah. waiting for the ad domino to fall you know what i'm saying if one trade happens right there's gonna be just people just be firing yeah ad's gone quick sell everything and then, and then, and then, <laughs> the crazy thing is people always forget the buyout market after the trade deadline where everybody's getting bought out yeah like you know golden state's gonna add like deandre jones that's crazy. you know what i mean like, i'm hoping boston signs Dude, I would honestly love him on the Sixers. I would love to sign Jordan and Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews of the Sixers. Wesley Matthews. Hey, I actually read a report that the Knicks are looking to trade Wesley Matthews again. Really? Yeah. To a contender. And guess who's looking into it? The Warriors. And the Sixers. Could you imagine? He's he's a great 3 and D guy. He's so good. I would love to. How can I say it the last time? I would love to have him on the Sixers. I would love to get Dwayne Dedman. I hear a lot of Twitter posts about the Hawks went both, though, for Dwayne Dedmon. Do it. I know. I kind of want to just do it. I know. Done. Just move the line. Like, yeah. Take him. Go ahead. What are you, doing? What know... are you doing with Fultz? Nothing. That's the thing. But what I, don't know why, becomes... I don't know why they want Fultz if they well, have Trey Young. Yeah, they still dominate. <laughs> but they have Trey Young. Why would they Why would they get a Brian, project? you're not getting it. You don't know they're... if he's going to be good anyway. You, you know. You when we well talk about try. conspiracies, I have to talk about the Fultz and the Boston <laughs> thing. Jesus. Oh my God! It gets me every time. Uh, every Boston's gonna take both. Boston's gonna take both. They have a two-day meeting with them. Well, we're not so on both. <laughs> the Seventy-Sixers have... are like, "We'll trade up." <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Age is just like rubbing his hands, <laughs> very maniacally going, "Yes, this is exactly what we wanted." Like. D- he was like, he's going to be a Celtic for life. They were fucking posters of him <laughs> in the garden on Twitter. And then they're like, oh, we're not taking it. They took fucking what, what was the GM from the Sixers? What was oh, his name? Brian. Colangelo. Colangelo. Yeah. Um, Burner. <laughs> he is straight dwelling in his mind. You know what I mean? Danny <laughs> set up shop. inside his mind. Full inception. <laughs> <laughs> he went and decided his dreams, planted Markel Fultz's draft report. Seems like the guy. He's not the guy. <laughs> you want this kid? It looks great. Gonna be a first overall pick. Gets there. Oh, my brain don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cannot. I, you know, I was an all like all Big East shooter. Like no big deal. Like I'm great. No, can't shoot. Can't shoot. I'm gonna leave the team for a while. Oh, <laughs> it's so it's so bullshit because if it would have worked. We would be it would be in such a better spot. We probably don't make the Butler trade. It's like come fucking on, like we're so close, we're so close. <laughs> God damn it, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, we're going to leave this podcast up in a dark spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. Uh, we are on everything you can imagine for listening to podcasts. Please uh, follow us on Twitter at Expiring Contracts or Expiring C. Um, that's it? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. LeBron's yeah. going to have a sad ending. Thursday, <laughs> lock onto your phones, take the day off. You know, do what we do, just have it on vibrate. Don't do any work. <laughs> hey, how's your day going? Yeah, I don't know. It's way dead, but still not on the Sixers. <laughs> I haven't had a great day. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. We oh. are out of here.